Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And your boy, Stevie Jobber. Welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. Boy, oh boy, Stevie Jobber, happy 2022, brother. How you feeling mm-hmm. about this new year? Uh, hoping it's better than the last year, bro. Damn, man, already throwing shots. Um, but I'm right there with you. I can't lie. So this episode is going to be a special edition. It's going to be the best and worst of 2021. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to run down some of our favorite moments and some of our least favorite moments of this past year in wrestling. And to one up it, we got a couple special guests coming on. So with that being said, the first special guest, this man needs no introduction. He's the host of the All About Wrestling podcast. He's been a friend of the show from day one, and we've been dying to have him on the show. So ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Bobby Rassels. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Hey, no problem, man. We're glad to have you. Uh, When we talked about this show and we were thinking about who to bring on, we were like, man, we got to have Bobby on. We got to have him on, you know, sometime soon. And this was just, it felt like the perfect episode. I feel honored. Thank you. Yeah, you guys have been going uh, back and forth on each other's, uh, on on your uh, All About Wrestling podcast for so long. Uh, So it felt like uh, we needed to do one for the next year, especially since we're trying to have more guests. You were uh, top of the list. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm not going to lie, Stevie was getting a little jealous that I was popping on there and he wasn't. (laughs) Hey, I'll take both of y'all, man. Y'all both uh, invited anytime. I appreciate it. No no, no doubt. Uh, So let's dive right in. Uh, Since you're the the guest, we're going to have you go first, man. We're going to throw you into the fire right away. Uh, What was one of your best moments this past year in wrestling? Uh... I would say overall, my number one best moment has to be CM Punk returning to wrestling. Um, It's great to see him back. I was thinking that he wouldn't return, but that was definitely my number one um, best moment of the year. Yeah, that was was definitely up there. I know that was something that I didn't expect to happen. It was one of those things that they rumored about all year, but it's like, yeah, no, he's, he's been gone seven years. I'm not going to believe it. I'll believe it when I actually see it. And I don't want to hear music. I don't want to hear word. I want to see him in person. Like, I want to see it happen. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think it was it was one of those things where it became so, like, unbelievable. And because because it didn't happen at the, the very start of AEW, we really kind of figured it just wasn't going to happen. Like, if they weren't going to get him, then who was? Uh, and he had been out for so long. So it, it had to be something you like really had to see to believe because otherwise it was, you thought there was no chance. I agree with you. All right. So I got a question for both of you though, because that was one of my favorite moments too, was the punk return. Do you think his return so far has lived up to the hype that was surrounded by it? I'll go first. Uh, I think that it hasn't only because I really believe that CM Punk needs a good storyline. 
we see him week in and week out. He's wrestling um, different people, you know, getting the ring rust off. However, CM Punk, I believe, in my opinion, that he was best when he was deep into a feud. And that really brought his character to the forefront, his acting and his ability um, to, to create. Um, so I think, um, I think his booking wasn't proper. So it may appear that he wasn't, um, it didn't live up to the hype. That's just my opinion. Uh, I got to say, I agree with you. Um, it's felt a little, I don't want to say uh, lackluster, but it hasn't been what it could be because they haven't given him anything to sink his teeth into. Mm-hmm. Um, and like coming in, he was real aware that like the happy to be here punk was eventually going to wear off. And um, I think it's kind of taken the whole year for it to kind of stretch thin. So now they're like realizing they gotta, they gotta start giving them something like really, really good that they can um, go off of for more than a month so that he can really start getting his character going. Um, it's not like, um, it's not like some of the other comebacks where they come back and they jump right into something. He's kind of just had people on his list and they, it feels like they, they might've been freestyling it up to this point. Um, so now they got to start really working in uh, where he fits into the roster and uh, what people he can go at and go with for a few months. Gotcha. If I could yeah, I mean, say one thing. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Just to be fair, though, um, what we see happening between him and MJF is gaining a lot of traction. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the few that he needed to actually get going. And we're starting to see a little bit of it. Um, but I definitely, I'm definitely on the same page with you, Stevie Jobber. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it feels like this might be, this might be the one. This might be the the big start that he needs. Definitely. All right, so that was Bobby's run. Stevie, what was your, what was one of your best moments of uh, 2021? Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, Maybe not top, top of the list, but definitely uh, one of my favorite moments from the year uh, was Christian beating Kenny Omega uh, on AEW because I just never thought it was possible. Uh, yeah, and, and to see him do get a championship before Edge was pretty hilarious too. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Why you got to do that to Edge? Just give the shoulder shrug. Be like, hey, man, I didn't do it what they what did. It is, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that from you. I wasn't what? expecting that to be one of your moments. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little shocked on that one. Well, it's not something, it's one of those things where, like, if somebody had told you at the top of the year, you would have never believed them. All right, fair point. Like, that, where, that and, and it point. was on regular TV. It wasn't, like, it, it, was, it was no pay-per-view. Like, he beat him clean on a show. Like, you could never in a million years. And now he's going to be the leader of Impact Wrestling again. You know what I mean? Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Captain Charisma, he came back to outwork everybody, and I guess he's 
trying to do it mm -hmm. or was trying to do it. Um, one of my favorite moments of the year, this might seem a little cheesy because we're all sticking to the, the AEW train here, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan two for one special at mm. uh, what was it? All, all in. Uh, I think it was all in. Yeah, uh, you kind of had the feeling that Adam was going to show up, and it was, at least in my opinion, I thought it was just going to be Adam, and that was it. I didn't expect Daniel to pop up. I didn't expect him to pop up the way that he did, literally two minutes after Adam Cole, and just completely overshadow him. Mm -hmm. But I thought it turned out to be a pretty awesome segment, especially the pop he got. Like, you thought Adam's pop was a huge pop. Two minutes later, they literally blow the roof off the place. Mm -hmm. And then they also just overshadowed completely Ruby Soho. Like, you were like, okay, Ruby's here. Okay, this is dope. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, Adam pops up. Like, okay, wow. And then Daniel pops up, and then he just makes them both look like little leaguers. Yeah, for me, it was in reverse. I was actually expecting Daniel Bryant or Brian Danielson, and then mm -hmm. Adam Cole popped out. I'm like, oh, holy man. Like, it was crazy. And then Brian Danielson came in. I'm like, all right, we got something. I, I get what you're saying. I just, I agree to an extent, but my, I didn't expect him to pop up as quick as he did. Like, I knew he was always going to pop up there eventually just because of his connections with Kenny and the Bucks and everything. I just didn't expect him to pop up as quick as he did. Because you figure his contract was up, and then he signed that, like, I think it was, like, an extra month extension or 30 or a week extension, whatever it was. And then two weeks later, he just pops up on AEW TV. That's why I was like, I didn't expect it to happen that quick. I thought he would at least took somewhat closer to the 90-day non-compete, even though he didn't have that. I thought he would at least took a little bit of a break. But he like literally jumped out of the fire and then jumped right back into the fire. Uh, I think for me, uh, Daniel was the most surprising. Ruby to me was a foregone conclusion. Um, I'd already decided she was the wild card in the in the in the women's uh, casino battle royal. Um, yeah. And then Adam Cole, I thought. I will, he'll probably be here tonight just because he's so close to Britt Baker. Um, but Daniel, Daniel came from left field. I, I, I didn't think it would be like three and one is a lot to ask for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I just, we got really spoiled. <laughs> I was, I was not expecting it all in the same night. I was thinking sometime later in the year, they'll, they'll bring out Daniel, but I mean, yeah, the two for one is crazy. And then he's just been on a tear, which is like kind of the total opposite of CM Punk's run this whole year. He's just Damn. been demolishing one after the other. Yeah, I think I think in Daniel Bryan's um, return, I think it was a case where it was like a last minute call. They had to pull the trigger because their next pay-per-view was what, three months away. And I think um, with CM Punk coming out, they were just, they had so much momentum. And uh, 
to pull that trigger, I think it was the best thing, especially with the uncertainty with COVID uh, spiking again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially in Daniel's case, I have to agree with you because you know he's he's one of those. Um, how do you say? He, I don't want to say he's like a germaphobe, but he's like one of those in very environmentally sound people. Like he's he's first and foremost about his health and everything like that especially with having the little ones at home. So he was, that's kind of like a, I guess like a tough thing for him. So he always tries to take care of himself and make sure that everything's, you know, as secure as it can be before he goes in and does something. So Uh, with that being said, Bobby, you got one more special moment from this year. Um, I think, uh, it goes without saying, <laughs> uh, hangman Adam page finally getting his AW championship. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of him, um, two years in the making and, um, you know, I'm kind of sore cause I kind of feel like they're going to have him drop it to Brian Danielson unless, and this is a prediction, um, it's winners coming, which is next week championship match on TV. I really strongly believe they're going to have some type of surprise um, to interfere in this match because um, Adam waited so long for this title. So hopefully that happens because I'm a huge uh, Hangman Page fan. I don't want to see him drop the belt so soon. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Stevie, I know that was uh, I know that was on your list as one of your special moments of the year as well. Yeah, it, it was it was big for me because you know, we all remember at the start of this, like Hangman Page was really painted as um, the guy they had their eye on as the future. Mm-hmm. Before they really established the four pillars, it was Adam. Adam was the guy. Like so, um, it took I think longer than people really expected for him to get there, but it felt well deserved at that point. Like it felt like. It was it was really time for him to assume this position. Um, so I agree with Bobby. I think I hope he has a, a a real good long run because it things really fell full circle once he won the belt. Um, and Kenny had been running with it for so long. Um, I think longer than anyone else has held the title. And um, we all knew Kenny had to get it eventually too. But I think his run. Um, while he achieved everything I thought he wanted to, it felt like it could have been better. Uh, so hopefully Hangman takes the title and he, he uh, I'm trying to find the right word. Hopefully he gives us more moments, more special moments as champion uh, than Kenny did. Uh, now the, because now we have the guy as the champion so hopefully he can give us all the moments we've been looking for and um, really hold his own with all the big names that they have now. But yeah, it felt well-deserved. I was really happy I was for say, it. I was going to say, I'll agree with you on the Kenny thing a little bit because it felt like he was more fixated on the uh, that like Thanos gimmick, that like belt collector type of thing. And he was just popping up in every promotion. Like he was popping up in... He was an AW popping up. 
up in Impact, popping up in AAA. Like there was points in time where we thought he was going to pop up in NWA or New Japan and try to take one of those belts. Yeah, so I'll, I'll agree with you on that. His his run, while it was good, it was it was a little bit. It, it left a little something to be desired as far as just AEW goes. Mm-hmm. But I got to give the man credit though. Towards the end, working with those injuries, he he did pretty good towards the end and actually holding the belt and still putting together the quality matches. Um, another big moment for me for the year. This might sound a little goofy to some people, but I got to go with the Bad Bunny run. Mm-hmm. I, I got to go with the Bad Bunny run. At first, I wasn't expecting it to be good just because usually when celebrities come in to wrestling, it doesn't turn out as great. Like we've seen it when Snooki had her match at Mania. Like there's there's been numerous times celebrities have come in and it hasn't been good. I think the last celebrity that did something pretty good that I can remember I want to say was Green Arrow, the guy who played Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. And then before that, maybe Floyd Mayweather, just because he was kind of entertaining in the ring when he talked on the mic. But Bad Bunny did pretty good. Aside from that one slip up at the Rumble, at Mania, he did great. Like he yeah. did, he far exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I mean, he pulled off a Canadian destroyer. the bunny destroyer the bunny destroyer yeah so it was pretty incredible um i'm i'm just i'm glad he trained for it i'm glad he really like wanted it and then did uh everybody that saw him really admired him and gave him a lot of respect for what he did and how he treated the business and he didn't really ruffle any feathers um he was he's just very impressive Definitely. And hopefully he comes back. I mean, he, I don't know when or how he'll fit into anything, but hopefully he does come back because it was pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely welcome him back. Um, so I think we got through our best moments. Now let's get to some of the not-so-good moments. Stevie, I'm going to have you kick this one off. What's a moment from this year that wasn't good for you? Um. Let's start with NXT 2.0. Ooh. Yeah. That was, uh, I don't, I mean. Is it one particular thing or just NXT 2.0 as a whole? Well, the so general. We get the specifics. The general buildup behind the scenes of, you know, things won't change. It'll be the same. It's just now certain people are making all the calls. And, you know, you know, it, it won't be too different except for uh, Triple H is not going to be here anymore. And besides that, everything will go fine, except we don't want anybody over 30 or from the Indies. And you slowly start to get this feeling that everything is going to change. <laughs> and then it's it, it became the color and the atmosphere and the design. And Braun Breaker not being recognized as a Steiner, even though it's impossible to hide. And it just, you just slowly fell out of love with this thing that you really appreciate. And people are part of staff saying they want to leave. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's just all around, it just ended up becoming this thing that just slowly was falling far away from what it used to be. 
which is heartbreaking for me. I was going to say, what are your thoughts on that, Bobby? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the only good thing going for NXT right now is um, toxic attraction. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole Braun Breaker thing not being recognized as a Steiner is very disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. Um, but yeah, I agree. Um, I think the buildup did not live up to what we're getting right now. Yeah, especially especially the Braun Breaker thing. Like, you're not going to acknowledge that he's a Steiner, but you're going to throw in little teasers that Steiner did and just not mention that he's a Steiner. Like when Tommaso Ciampa did the uh, the math equation thing where he was talking about the fractions. Like, we know that was Steiner, and you're not going to mention that he's a Steiner, but you're still just going to throw the teasers in there anyway. So I'm going to have to agree with you guys on that one. Um, one of my worst moments of the year is the Miz and Damian Priest zombie match. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just hated that match. Like, there's no words that can do justice how much I disliked everything about that match from start to end. And you know the match was terrible when Miz is trying to carry the match himself and he gets hurt in the process of carrying the match. Like, he tries to make the match good. It's not working. He tries to carry it. The dude who's never had an injury before in his 11, 12-year wrestling career, and he blows his knee out. So that was just like the icing on top of the cake of a terrible match at Extreme Rules. I remember we even did a live stream on YouTube of the pay-per-view. It was us and a good friend of the show, Fetz. We live streamed it on YouTube. We got to the match. We finished the match. And then we ended the live stream. <laughs> we said just, just this match alone just made the rest of the show not even worth watching. That's so terrible. I think that was the only time during the year we've ended a live stream in the middle of a pay-per-view. We were just like, okay, everyone, goodbye. Yeah, it was just it was just a bad situation. Like some of the things they're doing for promotion now are just not uh, not great. And I think it started with like the old spice thing. I mean, of course, we got boogs out of that, but uh, yeah, the, yeah, boogs from the uh, old spice a string of a string of terrible advertisings. Just just bad. You know, it took me a minute before I realized where he came from. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's the old Spice guy. All right. So, uh, Stevie, you, you got another moment for uh, worst moments of the year? Um, well, an easy piggyback off of the zombie match um, that will continue the terrible advertising point. Uh, why don't we do the whole egg thing? From Rock Appreciation. Oh, uh, the golden egg. <laughs> the golden egg. Sorry. Like, why did we even do this? Why was this a thing? Like, this is this was terrible. This was absolutely terrible. It made no sense. There was no real story. The Rock never showed up to his own thing. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we just decided to milk the fact that we got an egg. Like, I, this is, it's just a bad situation. Like, uh, I think, I think, I think what happened here was that initially the, the rock was scheduled to appear, but he ended up getting busy. The script was written. It was a pay-per-view script and uh, it was also a promotion for the movie. So I think they ended up putting themselves in a spot that they couldn't change. Mm. And it just, it just was terrible because you had a lot of people thinking that The Rock was going to show up. And then when he didn't deliver, it made it actually worse. Yeah, especially when they decided to continue the egg storyline. Like, if The Rock doesn't show up, just, just end it. Just end it there. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, what compelled you to be like, let's just keep it going, man. Like, maybe next week when no one cares about the egg we can find a way for this to really pay off like no man just 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 let it go like what you and you know what I, stevie you and me already talked about this bobby did you hear what one of the plans were that they had for the golden egg no no one of the original plans for it was to turn vince mcmahon's golden egg into a netflix special and have Vince McMahon star in the Netflix special. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, they were trying to make it kind of like they did with the uh, the Undertaker and the New Day. They were trying to make one of those interactive, uh, I guess I guess you can call it like an interactive movie on Netflix. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean the whole Golden Egg thing in general was stupid. But when I heard that they were trying to make it a Netflix special, I was like, yeah, no, they're. They're digging into this Hollywood money a little too much. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a vehicle to get the rock, and if you don't get the rock, just just leave the vehicle where it is. Like I just, you just gotta let it die. Like, and then the fact that Austin Theory somehow got a title match out of it is even more ridiculous. Like, I, what's going on, man? Like, <laughs> just. Just leave. I mean, I mean, the kid, the kid's talented, but damn, just way too early, and then not the right segment to do it in. Yeah, yeah. I hear Vince McMahon really favors him a lot, and I think that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, I can understand, but in a bad way, why Vince McMahon favors him, just because he kind of resembles a certain, you know, sixteen-time world champion when he first came in, but. That's neither here nor there. We can't see him right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so since we're going to talk about the golden egg, a bad moment for me, because I got to throw it in there, and I didn't understand it, and I still don't understand it, the Pizza Hut Battle Royal from the same pay-per-view. Mm. That whole the, the whole Battle Royal itself, it was centered around Pizza Hut, and I didn't get it. I didn't get the winner. I didn't get why he won, the purpose of him winning. It was like 16 tag teams and four single stars. And one of the people that just happened to win was somebody that was in a tag team. It didn't benefit him. It didn't benefit his tag team. I didn't get it. The throwing a pizza into the crowd, I think that was just them ripping off New Day. Like you're gonna already rip off a character, like a whole gimmick that you guys already made, that's not even 10, 15 years old. 
it just it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people getting slapped in the face with cheese. Yeah, and then yeah, again, you know, just you're... a string of bad advertising. Like this is just terrible. Yeah, what do we what the things we do for money around here? It's just not worth it. we're just we're just going to center a pay-per-view around someone having a 25 year anniversary even though they're not going to show up and pizza hut yeah and pay hundreds of dollars to sit in the front row oh but wait you got to get hit with a slice of pizza like really (laughs) yeah and it was probably and it was probably stale pizza too at that hopefully i hope it wasn't like scolding hot pizza yeah no Uh, but no, that 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 definitely would suck. I hope it's gotta... not like I hope it wasn't like really good pizza. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not one of those just cardboard pizzas. Hey, I don't know. Montez yeah, like... was throwing them Jones and they were hitting like they were hitting people in the way back. <laughs> the, the crust was stuffed. Like I hope it wasn't like a really delicious pizza you're just throwing <laughs> in people's faces. Just using the most generic pizza possible. <laughs> I hope it was bad pizza. Uh, uh, Bobby, you got another bad moment from the year? Yeah, um, I have a couple. Uh, number one for me was Bobby Lashley dropping the title. Um, I really thought they had some some magic with with him being a champion. I thought it was something that they could have um, extended and they could run with that for a while. Um, my opinion, like with these titles, is that. The longer you have a championship on someone, it creates more prestige to that title instead of just, you know, have this person carry it for so long and then drop it to the next person and then drop it to the next person. It kind of like, it kind of like cheapens the the championship. So I really felt like Bobby Lashley, um, him and MVP, what they had gone was really powerful. And mm-hmm. I think they could have went into WrestleMania with a formidable opponent, and that would have been a mega fight. Yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely agree with you on that. Um, I was mad that he lost it, but I also wasn't mad at who won it after. Like I, I could. I couldn't. I was sad that he lost because I wanted his run to go longer. But the fact that it came with a biggie win, it's like, all right, you know what? I want to be mad, but I can't because I kind of wanted to see what biggie could do as a champ too. But with that being said, I also would have given biggie a chance to win the title at a bigger stage than just a Monday night raw. I would have at least made something bigger out of it. Like if we can push it to, we can't do Survivor Series no more. If we could have pushed it to like a Rumble maybe or even the day one, I would have been fine with that. Mm, I agree. I think that would have did two things. It would have helped Big E um, with character development. He would have been bigger by that time. Like the mm. push, have him just keep running through people and then slowly um, show him creating a beef with Bobby. And then like you said, boom, Royal Rumble, bigger match. Yeah. What'd you think yeah. about that, Stevie? I feel like there was a lot they could have did differently. Um, and I was, I was, there was a lot of things they didn't do right about the Bobby run, like them breaking up her business just because was like really heartbreaking to me. Like 
they had the potential to be uh, possibly one of the biggest fuse, one of the biggest stables of this era. And they had already achieved their like their moment with everyone holding the titles. Like they were kind of cemented to be for at least another year or two run together as a force before you had to break them up. And I don't know, like for them to reach the apex so fast and to be so impactful and Sheldon Benjamin to finally matter after years of waiting for Sheldon Benjamin to matter again, (laughs) just to break them up was like, ah, really? Like you didn't need to do that. You didn't need to do that. Um, And then the Bobby, uh, with Bobby dropping the title to Big E, I felt like, yeah, they 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 really could have took their time with that. I I still feel like Big E's character isn't where it should be for a champion, but mm-hmm. you know I don't make the call on those kind of things. I've always felt like Big E needed to change the character he was going with before he could be like considered a great champion, but. Not not because I don't like Big E, but just because I just I just don't think it's a character that's built to last for a long time. Um, but I, I feel like they could have did more with that. So it was it was disappointing to see Bobby lose the title to Big E, um, not because he lost it to Big E, but just in the way that they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember you and me talked about a while back when. I think this was even before Big E won Money in the Bank, or it might have been right around the time he won the Money in the Bank. We kind of like booked out a scenario to where it had been like a year or a year and a half build to him developing his character and actually getting to the spot where he can win the title and have it matter. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to have to go back and find the episode where we talked about that, but I know we talked in length of just us booking like the next year, year and a half for him to get to the title. I think it was like around SummerSlam that we did it. Yeah, probably. I'm sure it was, um, I'm sure it was, uh, I'm sure it was one of those situations where we just kind of felt like we could write it better, which was probably a segment we just started doing. Yeah, and it, and it turns out with, with with giving the run, I think it I think it did turn out better. But we did. Um, but I think that's everything we have for our first guest, Bobby Rassels. Thank you for coming on. Before you sign off, I want you to tell the people where they can find you at, what platforms, and all that good stuff. Okay, we are the All About Wrestling podcast. Uh, we publish episodes every Sunday. You can tune in live. We have transitioned to YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, you can uh, find us at the All About Wrestling Podcast. We are three episodes in, and we have one coming up this Sunday. We're going to be talking about Jeff Hardy. Um, so and you can also check out our website, allaboutwrestling.net. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, guys. If you haven't checked them out, you definitely need to check them out because they're always putting out some awesome stuff. I love listening to them. I love being a part of their shows whenever they have me on. And Stevie Jobber, we got to get you on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was just about to say, and who knows, maybe Stevie Jobber will pop up on a show as well. Yeah, man. That would be great. I'd love to come on. Thanks right, for having well, me, guys. No problem, Bobby. Thank you for coming on. We'll definitely catch you on here soon.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Bobby Rassels from the All About Wrestling podcast. And our next guest that we have has been on the show before. He did a great job. He had some great insights. And we had to bring him back again to round it out and kick off the new year. So without further ado, the one, the only, Joey Reckless. What's good, fellas? Not Thanks much, for man. Me, first off. Hell yeah, man. We had to have you back on. When we, we when we were going through this list, we were like, all right, look, we had some great guests on here. We had D. He knocked it out the park. We never had Bobby. So obviously he yes, had to he come always on. Does, though. Yeah, we had to get him on. He knocked it out the park. And then we were like, how do we just round this about? Mm-hmm. So we were like, let's get him. We had a good job. I'm excited to hear yeah. his interview, though. Yeah, definitely. Well, mm-hmm. when you listen to this back, you'll hear it uh, first one on the docket. Um, Man, so basically, what a year though. Yeah, uh, that it has been. A, it, it has been one of them crazy years. Lots of ups, lots of downs. Um, so, I mean, I guess we're just gonna dive right into the deep questions. I think with Bobby, we started off with what one of the best moments of the year was. Mm-hmm. So for you. We're just going to kick it off on the opposite foot. What was one of your least favorite moments of 2021 in wrestling? Ah, uh, man, that's easy. As much as we love Becky, I gotta, I gotta go right to her. I mean, they oh. built up. I love, we love Mania. You know, what I mean, I'm a WWE Mark. That's not my only company I fuck with, but like, I love. We everything's leading up to Mania for me, mm-hmm. and they built up Bianca so heavy, so well. It's hard to do. It's hard to do the way they did it too. I think Bailey had a big hand in that because she was feuding with Bianca and shit, and that was dope. Kind of like right before that, but it was just cool as hell. And then uh, you know the main event of night one, like me and Stevie was just talking about, was sick. So to end it that way, that title run, trash. Yeah, you, I think we was all yeah. watching that together. I'm not sure if that yeah, was one of those. Yeah, yeah, it was on the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you already know how I feel about that, but I think that, if to answer your question, that would be my number one. Simply yeah, because better. I like both girls a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, my two people fucking with each other. And I'm sure Becky didn't want that to go down like that either. Because uh, I know she openly like spoke about how she wanted to lose to Shayna like, way Mania. before. Like, at Mania. Yeah. So... I know she would have the same, like, thought process with that feud. But at the same time, like, we know how Becky went out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to come in guns blazing. It's, it, it sucks that Bianca had to be the one to take that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like, in my opinion, I wouldn't have been mad at it if it – had gone if the, if it had went the right way if it would have been like an actual solid match because when you look at it on paper it seems like they when you put their styles together and their personas together you can get a banger of a match even if you don't build towards it you can get a banger of a match but when you end it in 26 seconds or 23 seconds whatever it was it kind of just put a sour taste in everybody's mouth it really did Becky's own fans, you know what I'm saying? Like you're one yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck this. What is this? Yeah, shit? because 
because me and Stevie were even talking back and forth. I was like, nope, I changed my pick. I'm allowed to change it. This is what I'm doing. And then she actually won. And I was like, damn, so that means, you know, I won this, but at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was I was like, this just feels tainted. I don't even want to accept the victory. It's hella tainted, of course. It was really sad. I'm glad you brought it up as one of the worst moments. It was one of the ones in my notes. It just was like, uh, there was so many. I think the the worst part about it was there was so many parts of the show that could have been cut for their match to be like legitimate, mm-hmm. and because they just went with that anyway, it it ruined the moment so much. Like no one would have been um, as upset had they had a traditional match, even if it was on the spot or some kind of like ridiculous roll up thing. But the way that she ended up winning it, especially with like the rock bottom, was like, what, what are we doing? Do you know? <laughs> oh, 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 you, you mean the manhandle slam? <laughs> that no one's ever seen. The move that no one's ever seen before. At the manhandle slam. I was hella confused at that moment, but they had, Becky and The Rock had did something together like way before that, I noticed. Yeah, with uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, and um, I forgot about it. So when that happened, I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, like totally left field. Normally, there's a reason for somebody to just adapt somebody else's move like that. But yeah, that seemed totally out of left field. Yeah. Another thing for bad moments. I think with yeah, the, I'm, uh, I'm going to. My bad. No, go ahead. You go. I wanted to keep it with the women, man, because uh, I was looking up shit about the Queen's Crown tournament. Mm-hmm. Bro. Like all the matches together, I seen uh, it's it was 19 minutes and 24 seconds. That's an average of two minutes and like 46 seconds per match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's trash for one. Two, how's that supposed to get us excited for next year? That tournament, if it happens next year, <laughs> right? I just thought because that they was, just uh, do it when they want to. Now that definitely stuck out to me. And I was going to I was going to say you know it's bad when every single woman's match in the and the queen's crown when you add the time together you know it's bad when it doesn't even exceed the finals of the men's tournament. Mm-hmm. Damn. Cuz when you That's add sad. all those time when you add all that time together it didn't even it, I don't think it even came close to Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods in terms of time limit. Like, I'm going to have to go back and check that, but I'm pretty sure that their times don't even add up. I can believe that. Because the whole, you remember the women's, like, it was like a tag, I think it was a tag gauntlet match, right? Mm. It was some type of gauntlet match, I know that, at Mania. And I've seen that that lasted, like, 50 minutes. So if you give that one match that much time, which, in my opinion, is too much, Mm. whether it's the men's or the women's, like, and then you give the Queen's crown that much time over, you know I mean, and then it ended at Saudi Arabia. That's random as fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, which, was, which was, was a, which, a lot of bad decisions. Which was another was show that decisions. was pretty. Another show that was pretty bad. Um. So Stevie, let's jump to you real quick. What's one of your worst moments of the year? Um, I'm gonna go with. 
uh, one of I think like one of the the better podcasts we did all year. Um, I think the title was uh, "But You're Having Fun," so it's okay. The uh, the Nikki Ash thing that happened around the same time the Alexa Bliss thing happened. And I just, I had this huge, I just remember the huge rant I went on about um, everybody pretending like, because Nikki pitched the idea that it was just a good idea. Like nobody enjoyed the concept. And so, I mean, even to this day, like there, what kind of a run was it really if it didn't pay off at all? I mean, it was like a, it was a thorn in the side of like a really, what could have been a really good feud. And then she ended up being friends with uh, Rhea Ripley, which really sent them nowhere because they won the tag championships, but who really cared about it? That rain was mid. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, no one cared yeah. about rain, So In the end, like, the Nikki character really didn't work. Like, so, and we just all had to pretend like this was some of the best stuff in the women's division that we were seeing at the, at the time. I, I don't terrible. even think she. I don't even think she pushed merch as well as the people that were before her, who were like more targeted towards that younger crowd. Mm-hmm. I don't even think she right. pushed merch. Like she didn't pull Bailey numbers when it came to merch. Mm-hmm. She didn't pull Cena numbers when it came to merch. Everybody that was like you know geared towards the younger crowd, like the I guess you like the five to eight year olds or the three to five year olds, whatever the Rock called it. Mm-hmm. I don't think she came even close to Bailey and Cena numbers because I'm pretty sure they've been the highest of the last 10, 15 years. You think that character would be like it would push uh, some merch sales, but it's it's funny you bring that up because I just I think she was just on Raw and seeing her made me surprised that she's still doing the gimmick. Yeah, like, right. All. You mean surprised <laughs> that she's still there, <laughs> even with that um, gimmick? I think she's talented. Actually, I, I don't I don't like the gimmick at all. Uh, oh, yeah, that's no. The, she's... I, that's the biggest part about it, though, right? We all like Nikki. Yeah. So it's like, we want to see you succeed, but th- this is just, this is not it. This is a miss. And everyone was acting like it was a success when it wasn't. I'm all for a superhero gimmick. Just not this one. I'm not with it. Yeah. Like, like I, I tried to it give it to her either. No. I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt just because, and this was strictly just because Hurricane was behind it. Like if the man who personified a superhero gimmick is behind it and wants to say, give it a shot. All right, let's give it a shot. So I gave it like three weeks. Didn't stick for me. Even when she won the title still didn't stick for me. So, I mean, I don't, I don't even think it's stuck for the younger crowd. Not at all. I think that was the thing too. Like I, we, I tried to give it a, I was with you. I tried to give it a benefit of the doubt after hurricane had like gave it his stamp. But at the same time, um, I think she was a generation too late. Like had she done that gimmick when hurricane was around, then I would have been fully behind this. It probably would have actually taken off the way they wanted it to. I think so. But again, you're a gender. You should have done it when the hurricane was there. Because then Stuff it would have like been that's so much harder these days. Like the superheroes yeah. did the supernatural. Like if Undertaker came out today, yeah, I don't know if you know it wouldn't work. Yeah, because well su- supernatural people right now aren't really sticking with the crowd. 
I, but at the same time, there's a way that that could have been done as well. Like, well, yeah, I mean, look at Bray. Bray had everybody eating out the palms. Look at head. Aleister Black. They had a gold mine. They had a perfect blueprint with him, with Bray. And they just tend to ruin things that become great authentically and still kayfabe. Yep. Do you think maybe they get scared of, like, failing with people that they just give up before they can even fail? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the case with a lot of people. That they, Alistair, for sure, being one of them. Adam Cole, probably. Even though he, you know, they like he's smaller than, and they were trying to make him a fucking manager. So I don't know what their yeah, yeah, was out of him, but yeah. And then the guy that they tried to make him a manager for, they wound up cutting anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't really think of that. Crazy how that picked up both of them. Terrible. <laughs> Damn. Um, oh yeah, the, uh, Hurricane, right? Is he still on creative or? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I believe, so. I, I, I believe he's still there. I know. Uh, I know they hired a couple new people for creative. I know who was it? Jimmy Wang Yang was one of them, and then mm. I think Molly Holly was the other one. I knew about Jimmy. I didn't. That's cool. Didn't yeah, there was there was somebody else. I believe it was Molly Holly. I know it was a female. Yeah, I, I think, think it right. was Molly Holly. It was either her or Ivory. I think, but I, think it, I think it was Molly Holly. She'd be a good like coach or whatever, and that. Uh... You know, the women's locker room. Yeah, definitely a good voice for them. Yeah, the Harley uh, Cousins are uh, always good teachers. Let me see here. But I think I think that was a big issue with them, though. Like, And then I think they after they would give up on people before they gave them a chance, and then after it worked, because they already decided they gave up, they, they just kept pretending like they didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Matt came back and Matt wanted to do his whole concept with Bray and they put it on as the main event of the show, but they had already given up on it. So they weren't pushing it at all. But then after it happened and it was a success, they still kind of acted like it wasn't a thing. (laughs) So they just have a hard time, like, committing to things they didn't think was going to work anyway. Bray winning the title, though, was so... Am I crazy for saying there was like no build to that? He just randomly won it in the elimination chamber, right? Like, no, you're right. I don't think there was any yeah. like any yeah. hints of that at all. Yeah, you talking about the first time? Yeah, I don't. Okay, yeah, because he got the universal too, right? But the the yeah. first time yeah, he, he won the WWE belt, though. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was in the chamber when he was just Bray. Yeah, that was out of left field a little bit. Was that before Mania Thirty Four? I want to say. Uh, it was either before 34 or 33 because I know that was the mania that uh, he fought Randy when I successfully mm-hmm. predicted Randy was going to win the Rumble. And Stevie, mm-hmm. uh, Steve looked at me. Stevie looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> because who could have called that? Like, no, Randy was doing I, yeah. nothing. Like, he was at home. Like, what was he doing? <laughs> like, totally out of left field. He hey, got, just like, yo, he, just like when I said Kane was going to win the Rumble when Kane was in the final two. I mean, he didn't win, but, you know, I came close. And nobody thought Kane was going to be even close to winning. Which leads us to our next segment. What is Duke's Rumble picks for this year? Because we need to know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, let yeah, us yeah. know. 
Oh no, I, I'm keeping those close to the vest <laughs> until that time comes. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't I don't want Bet MGM to hear my picks and then have WWE change it. Yeah, you never know Vegas who's tapping our mics. <laughs> They're gonna hear your yeah. pick and then release the guy. They're gonna... <laughs> I, I'll, oh no, never, never mind. Oh, no, no. Oh, we, let, let's not get in the rumble talk then, because you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see certain people get released anymore. Yeah, it might be Randy again. Matter of fact, is it? This is the year, oh, bro, no. it is. It's the year of the releases. I heard you two got released too in yeah. favor of Savio oh, Vega and Swaggle. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that didn't pan out too well because they brought us back. Yeah, yeah. And you know what proves it's the year of the releases? Even today, right now, when we're doing this fucking podcast, someone got released today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. It just never stops. It never stops. Tony Storm. Allegedly, I don't know if you guys saw. Mm-hmm. Know, well, Dave Meltzer said this, and you know he got inside sources and shit. So yeah, so did uh, Sean true. Ross. He said that she asked to be released, so it's not really like mm. like the normal le- releases we see. But here, there you go. <laughs> he really was the pie with. in the face skit thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't think the pie was such a great idea, like everyone else did. <laughs> didn't she really, well she's another one that recently got brought up right mm-hmm. yeah like fuck this well just, since we're on since we're on the topics of you know things that just had us saying man fuck this um i'm gonna say one of my worst moments not so much the whole match just the end that damn barbed wire death match mm. I mean, because I don't want to say the match itself sucked, because it really didn't. But the ending was just enough that was like, damn, dude, really? Like, you didn't have to make a super explosion that, like, you know, rattled buildings and whatnot, but you couldn't figure out a way to make a big enough explosion on the four turnbuckles where the ring kind of just fell? Mm. (laughs) Like, Like, like it... What was that? <laughs> like, it didn't have to be a big explosion where the ring shattered into a million pieces and, you know, guts went flying everywhere. Because we know it's their health that comes first. Mm-hmm. But you guys couldn't even make the ring collapse, like, just drop. Y'all do that on the regular with the, with the superplexes with big people. Y'all had Undertaker do that on the regular with people while they were standing in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just gonna throw sparklers on the turnbuckle and call it a day? You know what made it worse for me though? Kingston running out and trying to protect them and shit. Like, oh no. Yeah, and that's another mm. reason too. And he still even tried to sell it, but I'm pretty sure he's laying on top of Moxley saying, Why the fuck did I come out here? What the hell was you that? Know he, yes, you know he was, bro. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure one of them went backstage and said, "Hey, you guys got to fix your shit." Yeah, probably Moxley. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably Moxley. Yeah, they probably went together and did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah more than likely. Garbage. <laughs> Somebody. Another thing that out. fucked it up, like the build up to that match was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably some of the. It might have been the best of the year, honestly. Yeah, they, they were supposed that. to do it. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But um 
So let's get into this. We got yeah, one more before we jump into the favorite moment. That was like Joey. You got yeah, another moment that sticks out as like a sour moment right. for you. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is a moment. I get. I mean, just them breaking up the hurt business for real. Like, it was mm. going well. Yeah, everyone yeah. fucked with it. Uh, it, I refreshed the bagel actually, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like no, no, you're good. That's that's how emotional I get when talking about the hurt business. But I mean, I did watch Raw this Monday, and they might get back together. Yeah, I, I've seen that they're like kind of teasing it here and there mm-hmm. because I I guess maybe they're trying to turn Bobby's face a little bit. Yeah. Um, which in my opinion, I don't care whether or not Bobby's face or heel. As long as the hurt business comes back, then that'll be worth it for me in the end. I agree with that. I like him better as a heel, but whether he's heel or not, I'm going to cheer him, so I don't care as well. So I, I agree there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then bring them back together doesn't make up for it, though. Like, they shouldn't have broke them up in yeah, the first no. place. They, they, yeah, they, they shouldn't have broke them up in the, to begin with. Yeah, Sometimes it's, it's like it's not weird. the same when people yeah. get back. You know what I mean? It seems forced a little bit. At first, it didn't seem forced. It was dope. It was like the best shit going on. And I don't think this is 2021 because I was watching shit on it earlier and I saw it was like August, but the Raw Underground shit was dope too. And the Hurt oh, Business, they kept going down there and fucking people up. And lastly, it was like hanging with everybody. You know what I mean? So I think that was late 2020, but still, though, I'm fucked Man, with, uh, in my uh, opinion, Raw underground wasn't great until people it showed wasn't. up there and just started like molly whopping people <laughs> like until braun showed up and just started smashing everyone or until the hurt business showed up and beat up the entire room. right that's what really made it like regular raw people that you, you would see all the time just going down there like what i think Dolph went down there too yeah, no, but he went down there to actually compete on underground. I just mean the people who were at underground just just to show up and beat up the the people running it. Oh, yeah. Like nobody cared about almost being there. Nobody cared about Dabakata being there. Nobody cared about uh, anybody else that was down there. I think that was pretty much it. I, th- I think you met Commander Aziz, sir. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The the Dominican that wants to. I hate that, that man. That's man, from the I Netherlands. Like better than underground. Right. Yeah, because yeah, we didn't see him as much. At least he was a threat in underground. He was a badass. We were all talking about him. Mm-hmm. So Braun went down there and like totally ruined all of his hype. <laughs> yeah, Braun ruined everybody on underground. Well, Good I don't know why he got cut. They... <laughs> there we go, Davicada. Double <laughs> All right, Stevie, what about you? What's another what's another bad moment of the year for you? Um, I'll do this one as the last one. Um I really hated Samoa Joe's mysterious injury that uh made him relinquish the NXT title. Right. Say um, that shit louder. Yeah, upon the upon the certain changes that were being made to NXT, somehow in the midst of not competing at all, Samoa Joe got injured. Uh, wouldn't tell us what it is. Still don't know to this day. <laughs> but it was so bad that he had to relinquish the title. Uh, 
you know, right after coming back and winning the title from being fired from the main roster, it just so happens that the people from the main roster went down to NXT and uh, now Joe's mysteriously injured upon them taking over NXT. <laughs> that that wasn't a coincidence at all, you know. But just... but he's still showing up for tryouts. Yeah, he is the tryout now. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> no, no, he, he doesn't have. I to mean, try he's out. at tryouts, but I he's, mean, he's watching people try out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he's injured, right? He can't get in the ring at all. He's he's they popping up for anybody. He's filling right. in for Young Regal. It's terrible, man. It's terrible. And they did just like I'm I was so pissed because we I already knew it was gonna happen. We already saw the writing on the wall. Um and it has Oof. happened. That's exactly where we're at now. Um yeah, but just the fact that like they didn't even give him a second, they just decided he was not the guy. Uh and was like, listen, we're not even we're not gonna have you hold it until we're not going to put you in Tommaso Ciampa's position where you hold it until we figure out who the new guy is. We're just not even going to have you involved. Like you're just going to be injured and we'll figure it out because we can't release you again because we already released you. <laughs> so, so we're just going to fake an injury and then pick somebody else. They did my yeah. man dirty for real. Mad dirty. Mad dirty. Man. He's still somebody I would like to see become like world champ. I mean, AJ did it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I kind of put them in the same that. category for real. Yeah. And you can tell that they just, they didn't care about anything NXT had going on at all. They let Hunter, they let all the storylines that Hunter had from the black and gold NXT finish out of respect for Triple H, I think. But they didn't care at all about who his guys were, like at all, because oh, no. even after they, because they humiliated Cross until Samoa Joe won the belt, and then they was like, "We're not even gonna go through the process of destroying your character. We're just gonna take you out of the game completely." Damn. They 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 knew people like us would be up in arms if they destroyed Samoa Joe again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it took. It took a minute for Hunter to bring him back and make him make him credible again. Mm-hmm. And Hunter went about that the right way. You bring him back as the muscle for a little bit, and then you yeah. he kind of he kind of sped up the process a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he did it the right way. He didn't spe- he didn't just say boom Samoa Joe back. He brought him back, gave it a couple weeks, and then did the right thing to actually speed it up and be like, yeah, no, Joe's got to be back in here ASAP. So you think him being a commentator like hurt him in any like any way? No, I don't. I don't think being a commentator hurt Joe at all because, in all, in all honesty, he was probably at a point in time the best commentator they had. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like, I mean, not counting Michael Cole because Michael Cole's been there for you know twenty odd years, twenty some odd years now. Um, him, him, and Corey Graves, I guess, were the two best commentators on. Each show, mm. Graves gets a lot and of even hate, when, but I, I fuck with him. And, and even when they gave him Taz vibes, when you know Tom Phillips was getting bullied by uh, Seth, and he was like, "Oh no, this ain't gonna happen," and you know he he took the headset off and was ready to whoop Seth's ass. Like, 
<laughs> they let Joe be Joe, even still on commentary. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If he stays until his contract runs out, because clearly he hasn't asked for his release, um, if he stays until his contract runs out, I have a dream scenario for him. But we'll wait until that news comes out or whenever his contract is up. Or if they cut him, he could be in the next round of cuts. We never know. I mean, it's not like they're going to use him, right? That would be crazy. All right, so I don't know what you're thinking of, but I I have an idea on what you might like, though. Go ahead. What if when ROH opens back up, he goes down there, runs that shit. Oh. Like, he's one of the top he, guys. He, he, I'm he, not he saying he's the top home? guy, but like at least one of the top guys. Like, oh no! At that at that point, you'd have to make Joe a top guy. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, considering yeah. what happened that final battle. Yeah. With Lethal going to AEW, I would hold yeah, it you, though. I would you, hold you, it you, until that yeah. first ROH pay per view, and mm-hmm. then after Johnny, after Jonathan Grisham beats. Whoever he beats on that first pay per view comeback, have Joe come out right after that. That's it. And I seen you say that. Uh, I mean, obviously we're talking about when they like come back, but I seen mm. you say that he's going to be defending the title while they're away. Yes, he That's is. Yeah. Pure wrestling rules. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. You you put me onto that. That's pretty. So my question to that is, where is he going to do that? Like, um, I think he he just recently did it. Oh, I can't remember who he fought. Um, it was Christian Blake. He fought uh, Christian Blake, who was shortly in NXT before he got cut. Um, after only being there, like he was there, like less than a less than a year. It had to be like five. That, to I want to say that's months. the guy that went to. He was just on GCW. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's where he fought him. He fought him yeah. the other title, the GCW. Yep. I know you're talking about one of the yep. recent GCWs. So and I was like, it's cool because it's great for um, it's great for Christian to get that shot um, as so quickly after being cut, but um, also it's just it's great for Johnny because he can go anywhere. If you're defending yeah. that anywhere, you can fight the best pure wrestlers anywhere you go, and Absolutely. just like it'll feel really like a like an old school like territory kind of thing where you can just hop from town to town, promotion to promotion, and really legitimize how powerful that title is until oh, they man. come back. You know, AEW, I, I know you were saying it too, AEW like bringing all the belts around, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm sure he'll pop up there. I'm sure he'll pop up in Impact and GCW and uh, even NWA. I could see him and yeah. Nick Aldis going at it under pure rules. Yeah. And in my opinion... AW kind of they kind of owe ROH one for the the whole all in thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, did they ever really re- like? I mean, they don't have to repay them, but did they ever repay them for that? Like, um, I don't know. I don't know about in full. In parts, maybe. Right, that would yeah. be a way. That would be a way. Thunder because they still had Thunder Rosa there when she was NWA champion. They like, yeah. and they lent themselves to the final battle, but. I feel like uh, I feel like having Jonathan be like a reoccurring staple uh, in certain storylines, or just like um, 
every few pay-per-views he'll he'll come there and start beef with somebody yeah. it would be a great way to repay them until they rebrand that'd be cool so all these people right i remember they released everyone right mm-hmm. do they also have 90 days or is it not the same oh, i don't know what their contracts are gonna be <laughs> right, yeah, I'm wondering I, that. yeah that i don't know i mean i would assume that they don't have the 90 days just because you know it's a mass like you know the whole company's going down Mm, but true. I don't. I, I think they're voiding. I if I was them, I would void everybody's ninety days. Oh, you know what? I you know what though? I got to go back and look. But I feel like they said that after final battle, they're allowed to work with whoever they want to work yeah. with immediately. I believe. I believe they said the same thing. But I'd have to lethal, go back to the letter, which is yeah. why Lethal was able to sign so quick. Mm-hmm. But I I I think that uh, there's no 90 days on them. I think That's they're just good... all open season. Lethal, of course. Yeah, How but you... but you you're spot on, Joey. Like I, I that was a great. Um, that's not what I had in mind, but that is a great concept. If Joe comes back to ROA, that would give and that would give them so much credit, right? Mm-hmm. That would give them so much of a lift. Like that's where Samoa Joe ended up. Damn, Man. we got to tune in ROH now. You know what I mean? That's a big deal. That's a big get for them. I was considering um, him not to hop on the AEW bandwagon. Um, I was considering him going to AEW as a favor to somebody, uh, to be a personal mentor to somebody's kid. Um, And the relation of being suplex machines and uh, maybe, maybe you know, shortening, slimming down the fat in FTW. Maybe get rid of Hobbs and Samoa Joe. <laughs> Your dream, right? Part of FTW <laughs> as as Young Hook's mentor. Oh um, man, I'll say one thing about you: come out you always stay consistent. Up. You're always consistent. You're never going to switch up. <laughs> you have not fucked with Hobbs from the rip. <laughs> yeah, he he hasn't. <laughs> Like before he was even doing anything really, you were like, I don't like this. He guy. was like, no. <laughs> nope. Nope. It just didn't fit. Just didn't you're, you, you're you're not moose. You can't do a 180. And again, I well, yeah, I'll give you that one. That moose rubbed off on me. I had to get I, I don't dislike him, but I will say he's just big. And that's it. That's it. He's got nothing to offer. He's man. got the look for sure. For sure. I love hey. the overall <laughs> thing hey. that he was doing hey. with the flames. All of that, but just, his, I don't. His promos gotten better this year. He's had promos, right? That's they've what I'm, gotten I'm, better this year. Like, I feel like I haven't I heard even, him talk since. I like, even have you on. I have you on record saying that his promos got better this year. Oh, oh man, hey, listen, hey, you got me. You got me. If you got the receipts, man. I was gonna say we can go. We can go back a couple pods ago. You did say Moose was, you know, doing his Moose things, and they were mm. getting good. Oh no, Moose! Yes, I, I thought you were talking about Hobbs. Oh yeah, no, Moose, no, is, no. Moose has definitely gotten better. I had to oh, change yeah, my stance no. on Moose. Yeah, Moose has gotten um, a lot better. Yeah, yeah Hobbs. No, I, I don't think Hobbs has said any and more than like three words this year. No, <laughs> no, he's just stood there and looked cool, and that only worked for Hook. <laughs> Yo, only, didn't it though? Like, man, what? oh, once we get to our like better moments of the year, that's what I'm gonna use. But oh, well, man. I was I was gonna say I think we're at that moment now for uh you know our best moments of the year. 
So, did I did I do a great transition? Is that what happened? You don't yeah, even I, know I, me. <laughs> I, I think you, I think you set that one up right on the button, bro. Take it um, away. <laughs> oh my god, Taz's Taz's uh, star son. I wonder if they're gonna keep calling him the handsome devil. I heard Taz throw that out there, and like his second match, the handsome devil hook, and I was like, all right, all right. I kind of feel that. I kind of feel that. There's awesome. a way to go with that. But yeah, like I mean, the debut of Hook was so. And it's it's funny because it was almost like he had this unspoken hype until CM Punk said something, and then the roof blew off the. I feel like everyone that watched AEW consistently and was like, not even if you weren't really into the FTW, you were just waiting. If you like, even if you, you were only you were just with waiting FTW, for those magic words. If you were only wait, if you were online a lot, like you know, he had the online love and shit. But yeah, if you did, you were clueless to that shit. Yeah, I feel like it was a thing where, like, if you were only messing with FTW off the strength of Taz, then you were a huge fan of Hook. Yeah, and like, because for me, that was most of it. It was like these Hobbs is eh, Brian Cage kind of doesn't belong there. And then I wasn't exactly sure if Ricky Starks was the guy to be the face of FTW, but in Team Taz, but I I was okay because I I mean I like Taz. I like seeing Taz. I hope eventually they find a way to work this out. But lurking in the background, I was like, whenever Hook starts, it's gonna mm-hmm. be a thing. And I feel yeah. like anybody that was watching the group only for Taz felt the same way. Like whenever they pulled the trigger on Hook, it's gonna be a thing. Whenever they decide to send Hook. And as soon as like nobody said cares the words, about Starks at all. It's like Richard James Starks does. Duke does. I like him. I, I see him live. <laughs> he was. He's pretty entertaining. I like him. I think it. Damn, who did he fight? It was Rampage, and he he defended the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Cage. Yeah. It was Brian. C- damn, I'm tripping. Yeah, it was Brian Cage. It was Brian yeah. Cage. They had and that he beat him. street fight. Yeah, and he beat him. But I mean, I, I think he's. I good. will say. I like Starks, but it's also a double-edged sword. I like Starks because I think he's talented, but I also like Starks because I don't like Aaron Solo. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm just wow. going to leave it there. Wow. But, uh, well, so yeah, Steve, my, my key moment is Hook. Um, and I like Starks. I think Starks is just one of those people, like, I'm waiting for him to have a match I can really enjoy from start to yeah, finish to solidify his Something that you can like really yeah. sink your teeth into. If he I want to get in there, if he can have like a Jeff Hardy Undertaker match with somebody, I I feel like then I would be sold on Ricky Starks because I don't think mm-hmm. he's bad. I just think he he hasn't proven himself to be like I, I can't see his potential. Formidable, yeah. He's at. That's fair. I, I see what you're saying. His promos don't really knock you out of the park either. So exactly, no. like they're good, but everything about him is okay. Everything's good, but he's not like good. Yeah, like he great. has a good a good look too. Not great. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like you said on the last pod, I think uh, he's got a good name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. The absolute Ricky Starks. Like everything about him is cool, but it's like this. I'll put it like this. Um, do I really need Ricky Starks if I have Sammy Guevara? I don't I I don't agree with that one because I think 
I put Guevara, I put him definitely way above him. Absolutely, like I would never, that's my I would never think of yeah, uh, yeah. Ricky Starks as a world champion, but I would with Sammy. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what he means. If I have a way better version of what you are, I don't really need you here. Well, you always need a mid card. I I feel what you're saying though. You got a point there. That's but. true. That's true. That's it's true. like I we think... it's like we are we already got the Lamborghini. We don't need we don't need the Toyota. Right. I, I mean, I mean, it's a way get, better wrestler though. Places. I don't. I, I wouldn't compare them. Is what I'm mm. saying. Like, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I th- I think the in ring is just so different that you can't. Gotcha. Maybe Sa- Sammy doesn't blow you away on the mic. No, I'm not gonna, no. I'm not gonna lie. No. I mean, did no. they even really give a mic time that much anyway? And there's not a reason really. for that. No. There's a reason for it yeah. for sure. That's true. That's true though. Uh, so if somebody, I think he does great like heel that, work though. Oh yeah, better heel, a little better heel. But my main, I digress. My main point was, I love Hook. Hook's debut was one of the biggest moments of the year for me. <laughs> and the Hook is one of those people. Like immediately, I see the potential in. Like that's one of them guys. Like. Um, I can pick apart every, especially with the new guys, their first few matches, you kind of pick apart everything they do, at least from my standpoint. Uh, and the way he came out, calm, cool, collected, the way he turned his back in the corner, he made sure he did do something no one else has done. I've never seen anybody just come in the ring and turn their back on their opponent until the bell rung. That's sick. Like, that's, yeah. that's another level. <laughs> And then, like, the kid made sure to show he was technical, but he made sure to show he knew when to turn to the crowd. Like, it was all the... He was doing all the little things. And that's, that's what, like... Point. It's, it's hard to It's hard to tell. Like, you got to really look in some of the new guys to see if they're doing everything they should be doing. Yeah. And the crazy part to me, like, he could... Somebody could come out and do this shit, you know what I mean? But... For somebody to come out and do it and the fans to accept it so fast, so that's fast. rare too. That's so hard. Mm-hmm. Talk about mm-hmm. hard. That's hard too. Like mm-hmm. him doing it, yeah, hella hard. But yo, I mean, he's legit. So yeah, it's and crazy. Like, it definitely is crazy. And it's like, uh, like I looked for, I look for a lot of the second generation people. That's why I like Brian Pillman so much and uh, Austin Gunn. But uh, like I said, Hook is just he, it's a difference like like I like I could have been just as excited for Brock Anderson but it, it didn't he he didn't grab me like Hook did when he came out nah. he didn't do certain things I've never seen anybody do before nah. that were just small things you know what I mean and, and while you're on the, the subject of second generation I want to admit something I didn't know I thought that like the whole I said this to Duke earlier I thought the whole like his son thing was kayfabe. Oh, really? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> yeah, so he definitely did. When I heard the pod, you had I was like, I was so excited. I'm like, wait, what? That's his actual son. That makes the whole situation way different for me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm instantly like, I'm not gonna lie, I was, I wasn't hating on it, but I'm like, why is everyone so hyped? Like he did good. Mm-hmm. He did great. Yeah. I think him being Taz's actual fucking son just adds a whole different it's dynamic. A, it blows you like, away, yeah. Yeah, so it's now I'm like, way. I want to see him next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm with it. Send Hook. I'm with it. Send Hook. <laughs> Send Hook. I'm going to be saying it like all next year. Right, I didn't Hook. know. I, I, mean, I didn't know that was his actual son, though. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, 
since uh, since we're sending a hook, uh, I'm going to go through real quick one of my favorite moments of the year. And I feel like since from when we're recording this, I'm hoping I'm not jumping the gun by saying this. But they're sending hook and it's doing good. Something that I'm glad that they decided to do towards the latter end of 2021. Mm-hmm. Send live. She's finally getting a push and I'm hoping that it pays yeah. off great for 2022. But pays off when? Day one or later? Uh, at, at this rate, let it be day one. I don't care. Let it be the rumble. Let it be mania. Just don't. You know my stance on it. Just, just don't pull. Mania is your stance. Just don't, you know, just don't hold the treat in front of us and then take it away at the last minute and never give us the treat. We we put up with enough shit. I've put up with enough shit. I want my treat. I've been a brave soldier. Give me my treat. (laughs) (laughs) You have, you have. But here's why you'll get it, but not until like what April, Mania. Oh God, I gotta wait that long because. Everything that happens surrounding Becky happens at big shows. One of the big four. She's not going to lose at some pay-per-view they just fucking made up. And that might not be around that long either. Who knows? Yeah, no. I, th- I, I, I feel year. like I feel right. like this is just a one-off. It probably is. But Matter of fact, hold on. All that I, Becky shit happens finish. at big shows. Yeah. I'm going to let you finish. I just want to validate something just to see if I'm correct. <laughs> yeah, it, it quite possibly could only be a one-off because it just so happens that it's on a Saturday. Mm. Ah, that's It weird. could be in spite to somebody, to some company that's on a Saturday. Oh, wait, no. Next year it falls on a Sunday. Well, 2023 it falls on a Sunday. Mm. So maybe this is not just a one-off. So they could do it for two years, but I mean, you can't have a pay-per-view on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. I guess they do with the Saudi shows, though. Yeah, yeah but I feel like that's a whole different. That's a different monster, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're not getting fifty million just you know for free just to do the show, mm-hmm. right? And they're getting paid mad money for that show, so they don't they don't give a fuck who watches it on the network. Mm-hmm. It could be zero. They're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's one of my moments, man. The live push actually happening is the moment for me. Joey, let's round it out with you, man. What's what's probably been your what's been your favorite moment of the year? Oh man, I feel like I'm gonna get killed for mine. Oh, it's, it's okay. This is this is a safe space, man. <laughs> oh man, it's because WWE's been so mid, bro. But I mean, Cardona winning that fucking. Winning the GCW World Title yes, against yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it in my notes, bro. Yeah, yeah that's the reaction from the crowd. I haven't seen yes. such an organic, natural, actual hatred mm-hmm. for one person. Mm-hmm. To where, whether it was whether them throwing stuff in the ring was a shoot or not, it was fucking crazy. And I think it was like for real. Like everybody just threw shit. Like that's yeah. crazy. No one garnered yeah, that, a reaction in 2021 like that. No. We say we all, you know, praise MJF some more than others, but even MJF hasn't had shit fucking thrown at him. I know somebody was trying to kidnap him or something allegedly. Yeah. 
but goddamn, Cardona doing that shit was dope. Um, I think yeah. that night of like all the day, not all the, it was just like Cole and Daniel Bryan debuting at the end of a show yeah. it was really cool, like that. Um, yeah, the, the two for one. That was sick. Uh, I think we were watching that together too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know I me, mean? I love the figs. All the figs been dope as hell this year. Yeah. When times are rough, which most of the times were, they held me in. You know, just loving wrestling and being excited for it. You don't got no matches and to be I, excited for, but you got some figs coming out. It's cool. <laughs> I will say, I will say that about the figs because we do touch on them here and there. AEW has shitted on WWE's figure game this year without question. Easily, and I think uh, early on, like you, you know, when I got into it, really, and. At that point, I think it was very even. And mm-hmm. now it's not. <laughs> it's not. I think this is this kind of been the story of the last three years, though. <laughs> it's kind of been like, oh, these guys are just, you know, and then it got kind of even and then it stopped being even somewhere along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It's just like, this is the not tides are turning, man. 2022 oh. is going to be like next year's. Uh, you know, summary pod of the whole year is going to be a lot different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, the, the Tribal Chief can only do so much to help WWE. And right now he's drowning. He's mm-hmm. doing good, but he's drowning. He's treading water. <laughs> he's tre- he's like, treading well, though. He's treading well. Yeah. Yeah, he's holding up his end of the bargain. But I will I will say, like, that that GCW moment is, is very special. Especially if you were a Zack Ryder fan, because... Mm-hmm. It it gave you such it was like I don't know it was like uh, uh I can't even say that because at least my like the prodigal son like, has sort returned. Of, um it was it was just a level of validation like you could tell mm-hmm. in his eyes getting all that stuff thrown at him holding that butt up he knew like this was another level right like right he here my, in my notes I got like under my GCW tab I have like Cardona since leaving WWE right like. Him since he left, bro, is dope as hell. Validation. Or I watch his podcast and his YouTube shit now, but like when he was in WWE, like I didn't watch none of that. So I mean, yeah. And he was. What really was he doing? Not much, and now he's killing it. Yeah, one of his one of his quotes recently was that like WWE train was my performance center was his development yeah you beat me to the punch i was just gonna say that wwe was his indies because he is taking he's taking it to a new level now yeah and i like i said that gcw title win moment was it it was like i don't know i'm trying to think of like a, a fantasy match scenario that would um kind of compare yeah um, that's true i'm and I, I can't really think of one. It was it's I, I wanna say it's like um I wanna say it's like the hurricane being cactus jack. But it was like it was <laughs> oh, like man. it was so it was such an off the wall thing to to think would possibly happen that once he won it and the fact that he didn't win it fair, <laughs> and like they somehow found a way to make an extreme match seem like it seemed like an unfair cheated victory. Mm-hmm. And it is it was awesome. It was just it was it was such a cool moment. And shout out Nick Gage, man, because like, yeah. yeah, he really made all he made a lot of that possible because 
Yeah, he's man. pretty much the king of deathmatch wrestling, and whether you like it or not, yeah. it, you know, a lot of people fuck with it. Yeah, for him to yeah. have the foresight to see what that would do, one for GCW, but like two for like for Cardona, it was like you, you gotta you gotta credit a gauge for that too, like That's solid. Right. Solid on him for letting that happen because you know if he wasn't with it, it wasn't gonna happen. You know how much I uh, I try to push like GCW shit, but it's not always a must watch for me. If Cardona's on the card, mm-hmm. it's a must watch. And usually, you know, he pushes it so well. The feuds he had, like whenever he's feuding with somebody, he's posting about them like all day. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck this person. Da, da, da. He was feuding with Effie. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, GCW. And like in real life, I got like speeding tickets and shit. And like he's a stoner and shit. So he's coming out and he's like, You're a drug addict, you're this and that, you're speeding and shit, like just ragging on everything he does. Mm. You're gonna kill people. <laughs> yeah, he 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 lives for that kayfabe aspect. Yeah. And uh, the, that, the thing with him, beef. a lot of the shit with him, yeah, he does live for it. But a lot of the shit with him seems so real though. Like mm-hmm. it seems serious. I'm not saying he's like a badass or nothing, but it seems yeah, like it's just, legit. he's really mad and shit. Like the one time, I don't know if you've seen it, but they like it was the last show they were at. They screwed him or something. I didn't watch the show though. Uh, it was when they tagged. It was uh, him and Chelsea Green versus Ali. Cash oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I missed the show unfortunately, but I know they lost. And they got screwed. And, like, the promo they cut after that, it wasn't on the show. It was, like, Instagram or something. Best thing he's done. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. That shit. Like, yeah, I got yeah, it. It just proves what Stevie said. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's pretty much close to the time that we have. Before we jump off of here, I'm pretty sure – we're just going to address it real quick. The elephant in the room. I think the worst moment in general for most fans was the mass firings from this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to throw you both on the spot and myself because I got to think of this too. Who was the one firing that made you just say, what the fuck from 2021? Mm. I'm trying to remember the list. Yeah, right. Uh, so many. <laughs> it's so like, many. Like, I, know, I know there's like about 75. Honestly, um, I was mostly upset when you guys released catering. Remember that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. The guy from catering. <laughs> the guy from catering. Shout out to the guy from catering. That was a great promo you cut, yeah. by the way. Um, Thank you. You got it, Stevie. I don't know. <laughs> The guy from catering. Damn. I think we released Jake from State Farm too. Are you saying like yeah. the, the the releasing that shocked us most or hurt us? Like we yeah. didn't like- I mean I mean it, it, it could be either one, just the one that like stuck out to you that was like, damn, why him? I mm. think the one that shocked me the most, and I think he's arguably maybe not the biggest name, but Braun. Braun actually surprised me the most. Okay. Even more so than Bray or anyone else. Mm-hmm. Just because how how willing he was to do everything. The, yeah. the monster gimmick, the playful shit, dumb shit, comedy or whatever. Shaving he did his head. all that. 
and just tucked his tail and you know went to work every fucking day and he's had the mania moments some not so great one with a fucking child winning the title but i mean he's been a part of so many shout out but but shout out to nicholas shout out nicholas (laughs) yeah i think you're absolutely right that was a big one um it's like they put him through so many things at the end too like it was almost like they had given him this main event elite level stature this platform and then they kind of like indian gave and took everything back slowly and started putting them in storylines that made no sense that were insulting his intelligence after yeah. putting them on such a high pedestal and they just i don't know they they just did him really dirty as far as like how to repay him for that like we're gonna put you in this feud with shane where he just calls you dumb the entire time and there's no real storyline but it'll get us to mania or like the him losing a bray in the swamp thing and then just kind of never getting it back was really whack to me. Did he like have him tied like up in had, a chair and shit too? They had such a better like. There was so much room to grow there, and they just did nothing with it. And then, I don't know. Like it just slowly, it just seemed like all the importance that they had gave him was just withering away. I think mine's was probably Nia Jax. I thought that was just nuts. Like. You could argue there was reason. I know Duke could argue there's reason. But at the same time, like, Nia was such a... Nia was a Nia was a, a kind of a staple in the women's division at that point. After the run that she had had um, with her and Shayna and the run that she was going to have with her and Tamina and the run that she had on her own, even though they didn't really treated the way it was supposed to be treated and she just i mean i don't know and the fact that you released the samoan in general that was like a huge name was kind of weird to me it was just like that was really random and y'all could have really used her honestly you you know i'm not the biggest naya fan but having said that i agree with you I, I didn't think she needed to get cut. I mean, you probably could have just had her train some more so she didn't hurt people. But she, <laughs> Hell yeah. she, she was still a staple of the division, like you said. She was still somebody that was vital to your division. You didn't really have, you know, the monster of the division. Mm-hmm. Now you definitely don't have a monster in the division. Right, she was who's your, who's your Who's your monster? Dewdrop? Like dewdrop. Oh, that's a terrible. The, clo- the most terrifying, like the closest oh thing, goodness. is like Shayna. Now she's the most yeah. badass. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Vince doesn't. Vince didn't even know what he was doing with her. When she <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you didn't know what you didn't get it. Like, even though Becky was right there telling you, like, she needs to be the one. Mm-hmm. You just were yeah. like, I don't. I'm not feeling it. I don't get it at all. I don't but understand how she's like Ronda Rousey in the least bit. But <laughs> uh, I'm mad you said that because I was just about to say that's the weirdest no, part about it for you me. You gotta go with that, the blonde. Is that his excuse was that he didn't get it, even though Ronda right. Rousey was just so easy to market. They're like the same. Right. That's because <laughs> Ronda's a star, so that's just like dollar signs. Yeah. Like that. Just because Shayna is and Brock Lesnar doesn't mean you can't book them the same. I don't I didn't get it. Triple H got it. I didn't get it. I don't, I don't understand how. 
it was I so think, hard to market that. I, I wanted to answer y'all question from the, from the last pod. <clears throat> y'all said, like, who, who in WWE do you want, like, do you hope has a better 2022? Mm. My person isn't Shayna, but she definitely fits that build. Uh, mm. But I would say, not that he's had a bad one, but Omos. I want him to have a dope-ass 2022. Yeah. There's no one more believable. He was just working with AJ. Come on. Yeah. You know, like, their oh, feud's oh, going to be dope. Gotta, he, he's still got to do a little something for me. No, he does, but him winning this feud with AJ would be a good step in that direction. Mm-hmm. He's believable. I he's big, he's fucking big as hell. Like, here, he already do won we, the title, right? He got a, uh, I think yeah, he got, he got the tag titles. But but do we got to bury AJ in the process? We, we don't. Take L. We don't be. I, I feel Joey. He could stand to take an L. He could. And, like, we got to stop giving these dudes who's been who've been around and don't need it a win. Win. Yeah. Oh, and build right. some new stars. But if we, like. They the main culprits, yeah. man. From an unbiased standpoint. Saying. From an unbiased standpoint. A loss is not hurting AJ. He's okay. still going to be AJ. So That's if you not, if you if I gotta you take give the this bias kid, out of it. If you give this kid a good three months to Mania, because I don't know what you're gonna do with Omos if you don't have him with AJ WrestleMania, unless you put him in some random boy Royal Rumble to win the Andre Memorial again. But right. that would be yeah. that would be That's corny true. though. Who's really gonna watch that? So, <laughs> so and now but, his size alone isn't gonna do it. Yeah, he's believable, right. but we need to have him have a dope ass 2022. Right. And give us a new star. Y'all say y'all gonna make some new stars. Go ahead and do it. You have one right here. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they Don't if they can it. if they can milk this for three months and have AJ have like two really close victories on him, like where he gets him just like a like he Omos makes a rookie mistake twice in a row for yeah. two different matches and AJ catches him and outsmarts him and just barely wins twice and then you have him beat him good at mania from learning from his mistakes mm-hmm. boom he's over aj can take that one loss he beat him twice but to everyone else it'll look like omos won because wins and losses don't really matter in wwe yeah that's true and then omos can you know go on and do his own thing i know he might not be perfect on the mic but i know there's somebody out there a specific advocate that's looking for mm-hmm. uh you know some new work Mm. Mr. Oh, I don't know. We're we, we gonna have to cross that bridge when that time. <laughs> we, we 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 can't get into the essentials of fantasy booking right now. As soon as the year starts, we gotta we gotta crawl before we can walk into the you're new right, year. You're right, you're right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Fuck it. No, but my my firing that I didn't fuck with at all. Um. You know, I could, like Joey said, you could go the easy route with Bray and whatnot, but I'm going to say Andrade. I'm going to say Andrade was one that you didn't need to do because it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You had a marketable Hispanic superstar who you haven't had since Ray because even Ray was marketable after, you know, Eddie's untimely passing. Mm -hmm. You haven't had a Mexican star who has been as popular as Andrade was. Del Rio wasn't. Sin Cara definitely wasn't. Um, Grand Metalik wasn't. 
that you just had so many opportunities that you haven't really had your chance to market somebody to your Hispanic crowd. But now you have, I guess now you have Damian Priest, but I would say Andrade was still even just a little bit higher than that. Priest has not been pinned since she came up from NXT, by the way. I think he just got disqualified like Monday. I don't know how many yeah. losses. He can't have many losses. That might be the only yeah. one. Yeah, no, he he doesn't. But, I mean, I still think Andrade was maybe just – he had like, more potential. Yeah, he was just a tad yeah. bit higher than Damian Priest. And I love Priest. I, I love Priest to death. But I think – and I like I like Priest more than Andrade just from a personal standpoint. But I think in terms of marketability and world championship material, I would say Andrade is just a tad bit above. I like the so Andrade fire. best in NXT. I mean, AEW, they've been kind of like fumbling with him. Yeah. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I like to see him on TV because, you know, it's Andrade. But yeah, I think for WWE to let him go, it, it they shouldn't have done it. Is it me yeah. or has he not even been getting too much TV time as is the last, like, like recent, recently? Well, I think you're right, Joey, because um, if, if he has been getting TV time, it isn't prominently pushed. Yeah. Um, it's I know the last thing he was involved in was the whole Cody and... And um, Pac Cody, oh, the table. Pac, FTR, the triangle of... The... What was it? The triangle. Oh, yeah, no. When he... uh. Yeah, when he rever- yeah when he suplexed him through the table, mm. yeah, through yeah. the flaming table. Everybody was like, "What's the and what I, the fuck is on Cody's back?" <laughs> and Cody took, and Cody Cody took the whole bump himself. That yeah. And then he so that, him. Matter of fact, matter of fact, another moment of the year. Before we even sign off, another moment of the year because Cody don't get enough damn credit for that bump. Yeah. He yeah. took that bump on his own. Like Andrade yeah. rolled out the way perfectly. To- Cody took that bump the whole thing. So shout out to Cody on that one. Bro, but you know what? I agree with you, you know 100%. What? I feel like WWE did a bad job with all the – like they had a, a great opportunity to have like a, a just a good, solid – um, Spanish support like the, I remember that time where they were pushing like all these Hispanic people at the same time and mm-hmm. they kind of dropped the ball on everybody but Damian Priest and I feel like Damian Priest only got away because he trained Bad Bunny um, <laughs> no I'll be real with you like politics is real and I feel like the only reason they kept him safe was because he trained Bad Bunny and Bad Bunny bring in money so we got to keep the guy that's cool with Bad Bunny in rotation and hot and make sure he's still there so Bad Bunny don't fall yeah. away. And, and we are, we are already... they drop they drop Garza, they drop Carrillo, they drop Andrade, they drop everybody in Lucha House Party. They drop mm-hmm. Dominic as soon as they got a chance to. Like, you got a point with Carrillo, really too. treating cause... anybody the right way. Yeah, when Humberto first came up, like, they was... He was hit, he had a match every week. He was yeah. doing shit. It felt like like it wasn't a major push, but he was for sure getting pushed and heavy attention. And then it's mm-hmm. like, I, I think what I think what his demise was was that one match he had with Sheamus, where it looked like he damn near snapped his leg in half. Mm. Damn. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the video because I was watching it. I was watching it live, and I was like, God damn! And I had to rewind it 
take a like an actual camera video and I sent it to Stevie and I was like, mm. damn, he's done. <laughs> you talking about he's, but he, was he ba- snapped Seamus's leg or his own leg? No, he snapped his own leg in half. It looked mm. like he snapped his leg in half. <sighs> but he was he was back in like a month. But yeah, his leg was like like this and then it was like that. Mm. But yeah, I feel like I feel like he had such a ways to go because I mean there was so many opportunities. There was because they had that one match with Randy and the Garza, the Garza cousins, uh, where it looked like they could have made a thing out of that. Uh, when Andrade was with both the Garzas, they could have made a thing out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. They dropped. They never liked Don to begin with. I knew. I knew that was not gonna. I knew the first chance they had to drop down, they was gonna drop down from being relevant. Yeah. I think if the whole thing was Zelina, uh, Andrade, and Garza lasted longer, that could have called on more. Yep. Possibly. Yeah, I think Garza is yeah. really good. That's a oh, sad yeah. thing for me too. The yeah. way the way he has that tights written, like he's classic. He's classic. Uh, 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 he's classic um, Spanish villain. The first like, time mm-hmm. I ever seen him, right? Mm. Like in general, was live actually. I didn't know who he was. I was at an NXT house show. I wanted some part of PA. I forget. Uh, but like it's back when like the Street Profits was there. Mm-hmm. Fucking Tito's Sabatelli, however you say it. Yeah, he was still. Oh Tito Sabatelli was my guy. I forget I who else all was that. there, but it was like that era, you know, like early. That was early, a good era, though. Early uh, Street Profits days, and like, yeah, early Angel Garza, and I don't know who the fuck he was. And then somebody near me, I remember my, my uncle was like roasting him for it. It was like, this dude was like cheering for him heavy. So I guess maybe I was just you know sleeping on him. I don't know how many matches he had before that, but he was dope in NXT too, though. Because after that, I started paying attention to him. Yeah, he's got he's got some talent, man. But I mean, they they ruined that whole thing because uh, they do stuff based off the network sometimes. And I think because because yeah. whatever show that they were on doing this, I think it was Raw, but it could have been SmackDown. Um, they were calling for like more diversity, so they just threw all these Spanish people in there and gave them a spotlight. And then once they didn't have to do it anymore, they dropped it, even though those guys had potential. Mm-hmm. That shows their beliefs, huh? Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't have to do this anymore? Say yeah, less. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know where to go. Catering. <laughs> Hopefully the catering will help you guys out. Catering person back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Go over there and with uh, Primo and Epico. That's Damn. another person who would have a better <laughs> That's easily, I, I hope the catering people have a way more peaceful 2022. Because at this point, yeah. man, shout out to have, the catering people. Right. Shout out them because they're not going to have nobody to feed. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, who who knows? You know, Tozawa, Dana Brooke, the whole 24 7 division. They're going to, they they yeah, as soon as they cut that show and make it something else. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, y'all know I love that belt, but like every week I think like, damn, it's still around. Yeah, that's (laughs) the saddest part about it is I'll go on the YouTube to watch clips because I can't bring myself to watch three hours of that crap no more. I can't do it. But (laughs) but But I'll be rolling through through YouTube for the clips. You a stronger man than me, I got to (laughs) say. I'm I'm going to get all my information from him. 
Yeah, like, I, but I be rolling through YouTube for some clips, and I'll see the 205 Live ones every now and then and be like, man, y'all are tough guys for that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Guys. that reminds me, I wanted to tell y'all something, like, my opinion on something I heard in the last pod, how, uh, you know, how shit NXT 2.0 is. It makes you mm-hmm. not want to, like, it made y'all not as invested in certain people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, anyone, actually. You know, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Don Baker, like him being one of them, don't my advice to y'all, and I really felt this way while listening to it, is like please don't let the fact that the product is shitty as hell steer mm. y'all away from watching certain people. And oh no, that's the well, only reason no, I watch. No. That's yeah, the only reason like, I watch. Yeah, don't like, let them like, ruin your fun like is what said. I'm trying to say. Like they're gonna ruin yeah, they're gonna I, try to ruin it, but Yeah, don't I don't I don't happen. think we touched on it all the way, but we're we're only invested in like a handful of people when it comes yeah. to not even a handful, like a select few from 2.0 NXT. I think yeah. Braun Breaker was one of them. Um, Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa was the other one. Right, I wasn't even. And I was then, just gonna call him for two. I'm not even gonna for two. See for see for yeah, two. And then, I mean, um, it's hard for me to call him Solo Sokoa too. <laughs> there, there's the guy who changed. He just changed his name. I I I forget what his name is he literally just changed it but um he's the australian guy that you know kind of just comes out in a suit and then beats every beats up whoever it is that he's in the ring with um i'm blanking on his name it's like za something or um zion quinn that's his name oh okay yeah, uh, he he used to be uh, Daniel Vito. Gotcha. Like like he reminded I, I I think I said he reminded me of like a young Batista the way he moves. Oh okay. Like like he's big and he's husky, but he could still run and mm-hmm. you know actually do some type of agile athletic moves. Yeah. So, so those are my three that I'm invested in. I know on uh, Braun Breaker you were saying like Stevie. Mm-hmm. Like how they're they're kind of force feeding them in a way. That's kind of what you said. You know what I'm saying? Like they're it's a little yeah, off putting yeah. how they're pushing them. Yeah, how you yeah. Are, like, like you I are, like them know, already, this... but it's kind of like they they made it very clear. Yeah, like you already know like what it's hitting for, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I agree with that, but at the same time, if you're a Steiner and you go to developmental and you get your ass kicked every week. I'm allowed for you. Like, what you doing? That's true. You That's true. Yeah. That's a great I point. Be- I can't believe yeah. that. So, like, while I agree That's with you... That's a great point. I think there's exceptions to your beliefs, and a Steiner might be one of them. Uh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what, Joey? Yeah. That, that gives me something to think about. I was going to say, because <laughs> you know that's what? like... The- even if they did, because cause my big first thing was that they changed his name. I still hate that they changed his name. Oh yeah, and that would help because a lot. he didn't change. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't change anything about himself to make him look less like a Steiner, sound like less like a Steiner. Right. He he's even slipping on the ropes. And shit. Like he, he he's he's a Steiner through and through, and he, he didn't is. make an effort at all to change that. So the fact that y'all tried to keep the Steiner name away from him is ridiculous. But I think you're right. If had he showed up and been trash, I'd have laughed him out of the building. So I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I guess you have to kind of build I had this, to, I had to call you on that a little bit. I'm like... Yeah, because if he wasn't the guy, then he'd have been a laughing stuff. Easily. So, we would have so been I like, what the right. fuck is this? 
Yeah. Yeah. He's a Steiner? Sure. <laughs> right. You're right. Now we right. see why they call him Braun Breaker. They won't even call him a Steiner. He's trash. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, you're right. Because that's exactly what that's the first thing I would have said. That's the first thing I would have said. Right. No one did anyone want Steiner associated with. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Man. Yeah. But um, I think that's pretty much all the time we got on here, guys. About that oh, time yeah. that we log off. Um, Joey, let the people know where they can find you, where they can get a hold of you, and all that good stuff. Right now, I make videos lately, but uh Reckless Fig on Instagram. Uh Hopefully, new content coming soon. But I do have one more question for my bros right here. Because mm-hmm. I know they watch all wrestling and way wrestling, way more wrestling than I do. You know, I got them three companies: AEW, GCW, and WWE is the third right now, and that's on them, not me. But my last question to y'all, and probably my first question, I think I asked one more, is like, out of all the free agents right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I will include like all the ROH people in that. Like Gresham, uh, I guess Dalton Castle, Mandito, Dan Housen, if you want to get crazy, but like Braun, too, Braun, Bray, Gargano. If you were Tony Khan and you had to pick one person, just one, who are you bringing in? Mm. Only one out of everyone that's available right now, only one. That's it. Uh, if you're the man with the checkbook. <laughs> you know what? This is going to come from out of left field. Flip Gordon. <laughs> Yo. I'm not mad at that, though. I'm not Flip mad at Gordon. that. Flip Gordon. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring him in to try to, you know, helps, help solidify this mid-card division a little bit. Help, you know get the TNT title rocking and rolling because I think he can make a pretty decent TNT champ. And if they ever introduce trios titles, I, I could see a couple people in there that, you know, they could make a great trios division that, that he could make a great trios division with. Yeah, they've been teasing it. They use the word trios a lot, too, if you notice that. Mm-hmm. They've been playing the seeds a lot, so not weekly, but damn near. I mean, yeah, there was somebody sure. else. There was somebody else specific, but I think I know where Stevie was going with his. So I, I, I just said, you know what? Let's just go to option B. <laughs> um, no, actually, I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, because two of them are already scooped up. Gargano's having a kid. I don't know oh, if I damn. would say Gargano. Damn, I can't believe I just did that. Because I wow. don't know where he would place him. I want to say scroll, but I feel like that might be too easy. I want to pick a guy that's like not going to get lost in the shuffle, but still is important. So I, I love scroll, but I, I feel like he might get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Ah, uh, so do I, man. And I, don't and want, I, I Adam, didn't want to say Adam Cole him. just found the Undisputed Era again. I, I, so I don't I, want I to sign scroll to end up being the Adam Cole of the Elite again. Because now Adam can go his separate way from that. But if you want just another guy to just be part of the elite, then you would sign Scroll. Mm-hmm. And he'd fit even he more now like, since Cole's like on his own now. But well, not on his own, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, he can step out a little bit. I think, I think, um, 
I don't even know if I would sign Braun because I feel like that'd be a yeah, big I, name to get lost in the shuffle. I wouldn't. That's why I said Flip you can kind of get away with because, you know, he's a big enough yeah. name. He was in Villain Enterprises. He had the uh, pure championship for a little bit. He, can, You know he can thrive in a mid-card environment. You, you know he could be what Ricochet should be. Mm-hmm. What Ricochet should be. Keyword is should. <laughs> should be. It should be. I ain't gonna argue with you about it. Um, man, yo, it's 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 tough because there's a lot of talent uh, out there available right now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who's who who's on the ROH roster that like without saying Grisham right away. Without Grisham, I feel like. Chance. I f- yeah, I feel like that- Grisham being where he's at is still a good place for him. Where he's jumping around from this thing to that thing, and I feel like if I commit him to one place, it would only be for a certain amount of time until they had to go back to ROH. Yeah, and I'd kind of only be signing him for the ROH title mm-hmm. um, on like a low key terms. Um, Maybe EC3. Hmm. He's so good on the indie zone, like independent by himself. He's that's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. That I'd be sad if that got taken away. Yeah, I was gonna say like a, a small release um, that I was gonna keep as a backup because it's not a major release, but it is somebody that I feel like I would sign that would uh, I could work on and be like a project and grow organically. Um, MLW recently released uh, Jordan Oliver this year. <laughs> yeah. I think I would take Jordan Oliver. Now, I always think of him as, uh, like, GCW's wrestler. Yeah. But, yeah. but you're not contracted to GCW. You sign each show. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's not really a – but, I mean, he wrestles, like, damn near every show. So, mm-hmm. so I, I, I was uh, sign, a little – I know I you guys love – Yeah, I know you guys love MLW. But I love Jordan Oliver, so I was like, "Fuck y'all!" Like, y'all release yeah. my guy. I'm not yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would, I would sign Oliver because I feel like there's, there's a lot of potential. But because there's so many people that like don't know him, yeah, it could still be kind of a project. Like, he could come yeah. there with a little bit of buzz, but he could still be like a project to grow from the inside. I don't know. That's a touchy subject for me because I really, really like him. And I don't want, you know, him to get that moment at the wrong time. Mm. I'm scared. Like, I want it to happen for him a lot. I don't know what he wants if he wants to, like, you know, roam the indies for a little while more. Yeah. You know, like, like you said, he just got released from that one company, but that's not the end of the world at all. Right. Yeah, he's uh, still making money out here, so. Right, he's fine. He's fucking talented as hell. He just had a death match that I didn't see. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. And you know what I loved? I'm seeing too many street fights and death matches and shit where people wear like their regular attire. He did it right and came out in some fucking street clothes. Yeah. So that was dope. Hey, who? Like, who I'll knows? see some pictures we, we, of it. Who knows? We might we might have to mix him up and bring him on the show one of these days. Might have to. That'd be. Y'all gotta get me on. <laughs> what the fuck? That'd be crazy. <laughs> hey, I'm just. 
Yeah, I'm just saying, 50 wrestlers of the pod, man. It's coming up soon. We might have to swing. We might have has to swing him on here. Has he not been a wrestler in the pod? I'm not sure. I forget. He no, has, he has. He was been. one of the very first. Yeah, I think I, he was. I, like I, in the first he was uh, I think he was. I think he was my second wrestler of the pod. I think he was the second wrestler of the pod that I picked. He's amazing. Yeah, I forget he was one definitely one of your picks. I forget if it's a signature or the finisher, but they're like, he's like outside of the ropes. He's on the apron and he jumps in and shit. And like, it turns into like an RKO type jump. Yeah. It's almost like a stun gun kind of thing. Yeah, I forget what mm-hmm. he calls it, but that's like, it's one of the coolest moves I've seen. Like, out there right now. Yeah, but. All right, guys, this is the end. This is our best and worst episode of 2021. Reckless, thank you for coming on, bro. We had a Love y'all. Thanks for having me. Love y'all. No problem. No problem, brother. Anytime, you are more than welcome. We're going to wind up having you on here again. You already know. Let's go. We got to do an episode where I'm just silent and y'all debate. I want to be like a... uh, I think that was already in the works a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Not to spill too much, but we're going to... Yeah, we got a little something. We got a little something in the tuck. Just Mm -hmm. just hit me up like a day in advance. I'm there. (laughs) Got you, got you. I'm biased. Well, guys. I promise. Well, guys. I'm unbiased, my bad. <laughs> you know what? You just gave me an idea. <laughs> you just, but you know what? We, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. We're going to save it. We're not going to go there. Ladies and gentlemen, happy 2021. Let's hope 2022 kicks off in even better ways for wrestling. Mm. Y'all know what we do, man. Just put wrestling over one podcast at a time. And stay up. Stay blessed, as always. Stay, stay dangerous. dangerous. Let's go.